can't beat yourself up too hard. Yeah. Wow, sounds like a whole lot of excusing. <laughs> what stage of grief is that now? We're we're, we're like well stage past. six. He's trying to do it again. <laughs> I'll have to say I've never been depressed enough to go look at the draft and be like, where did it all go wrong? And then come to the conclusion that it was always going to go wrong. <laughs> that Odell pickup might save your season, though. Hello and welcome to episode 23 of the SSFL podcast. Back with all the usual sh- suspects. Uh, Eric, how's it going? How's the uh, the team morale? Uh, team morale is good. We're looking forward to this week. How are you? I'm uh, I'm f- four and one, five and one. I'm doing good. Uh, Tony, how's team morale? Three in a row. You know, long season. Three what's in a row? Big fat L. You win some, you lose some. In this case, you lose a few in a <laughs> row. What can you do? About as many as you've won. <laughs> yeah. Kevin, you excited? Yeah, I am excited. I, uh, after a very humbling loss to Mike O'Toole, which I still think was very improbable, uh, we're, 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 we're looking to bounce back <laughs> as, uh, as only the tight end university can. Improbable and maybe, a I don't know. Poetic. Like I said on the podcast, he always finds a fucking way to beat me. I, I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, I, I'm curious to see, like, you know, you obviously have the tight end advantage, but me having Mahomes, I think. Yeah, I think I think you're right. So, and Mark Andrews is like questionable, or is he like Wednesday questionable? Like, you know, Uh, I think he'll play. It did say he missed Thursday, though. So we'll see. Mm. With those kind of things, it's always like I'm not scared about them playing, but it's like, are they going to get the same number of targets they would normally? Yeah, I mean. I don't necessarily think that way about tight ends because they have such a violent position to play that if they're like that questionably banged up, I don't know that they'd put them through the rigmarole of blocking and, and throwing their hands into D linemen. It's just my thought though. That makes sense. Uh, any big, big news from um, week six? I think there's a, a pretty significant um, stinker tinker this, this week Uh-oh. for week six. Who is Uh-oh. it? I'm going to, I'm going to Mr. Dion Lane. Congratulations. He started in his flex spot, uh, Romeo Dobbs, who went four for nine, four of nine for 21 yards. So big 4.1 points there. Um, And he lost to Kyle by five in a very low scoring winnable matchup too. Just, I mean, we'll get back to Kyle's shenanigans, but... (laughs) Um, on his bench, he had both Brandon Ayuk, who had 24 points, and Darnell Mooney, who, okay, like he would have won with Darnell Mooney. You can't blame him for not starting him on Thursday night, but I feel like the Brandon Ayuk one is like a fairly reasonable um, start over Romeo Dobbs, who, you know, the the Packers have just been terrible. And so, um, yeah, I think that's a pretty costly mistake. He's now one and five instead of two and four, um, more or less out of the playoff picture, I would say. I think it's funny that you mentioned that because we we saw we all saw Kyle Saturday night and we're giving him shit for starting Matt Ryan as we do and then saw he picked up Jacoby Brissett and finally starts him and Matt Ryan pops off and scores 30 points on Kyle's bench so I was watching that all day ready for that to be the tinker stinker and it ends up that Dion out stinker tinkered him it's my tinker stinker time Yeah, I think, um, you know, other than that, like we're starting to get some like real separation here. You know, we've got 
two one and five teams, two five and one teams. The like the pack is starting to spread out a little bit. We're getting close to halfway through the regular season, starting to have a little bit of a look at you know what the end of the season, what the playoffs might look like. Uh, I was kind of curious to go through and look at the classic. Like, well, uh, Tony was complaining that if I if he had as many or as few points against as I did that he would be doing well. I was kind of curious, like who has been doing the best against the field each week. Um, so there's a pretty clear divide between the best teams and the worst teams. There's three teams that have been doing the best. They would they won 53 of 78 possible matchups over six weeks. Anyone want to guess what those three teams are? So they're all three tied with that exact record. Yeah. 53 of 78. Can you guess it's the other three people on this podcast that aren't me? <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> very self-aware answer, Eric. I um, appreciate it and commend you for that. <laughs> Interestingly, Eric, not the bottom of the pile. Close, but not quite. We have a clear last place with 26 possible wins of 78. Is it really Dion? Or Any guesses? Dion. Uh, it's neither. Oh. It's Jay. Whoa. Distracted us with the zucchini <laughs> appearance and thought we'd just forget he sucks. <laughs> to be fair, Brandon only had one more possible win and had two weeks where he beat no one. So two weeks where he was the lowest score in the league. And a lot of... He had two big weeks and then a lot of just real stinkers. Some other interesting things uh, was Shar, I think, had the highest standard deviation so the most difference between his low and high weeks which i think is funny and suits a narrative that we all like to meme on and harsh 40 of 78 tied for third in these standings wow it's kind of interesting um another also notably a zero and a third third worst week so generally pretty good and then some real stinkers so probably should have more like a three and three record than a two and four, but yeah, the, these are like kind of, it's weird where if you have a, a week where your team like completely pops off, you can like gain a lot of wins very quickly here. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause like if you score the best, that's 13 potential wins. So, you know, I don't think there's like a lot you can draw from this other than Jay's team secretly is like really bad. <laughs> Um, sorry, that, that reminds me. Some people play in a league where you do like the two, you play against the head to head and then also against the league in terms of like if you, so if you win your matchup, you get one point or like one win. And if you finish in the top half, you also get like another point every week you do that. And it's supposed to like separate or it's supposed to like mitigate those teams that, you know, only play like low scoring games i was just curious what you guys think about that idea i don't think it's a bad idea i just don't want it for our league half the fun of this is being on the shitty side of it or the fun side of it like i don't know there's we can't just take all of the chance out of fantasy football fantasy football cannot be about grinding all summer because you have more time for it and throughout the year there's got to be some chance it's like half the fun i like totally agree with kevin and i also think that like that makes it worse because it loads even more of the chance on the players performing and like part of the fun is that you can like have shitty weeks and have players play shittily and then like get lucky and still beat someone and like you wouldn't get that experience here Mm. yeah like um 
it makes the emotional highs and lows less because yeah. you can still have a you know have a heartbreaking loss but get a point and it's like oh, and i i play fantasy football to feel something <laughs> <laughs> one way or another yeah i like i think that if we really wanted to just like eliminate all luck and randomness like we should just go play chess or something like the, mm. the randomness is part of the fun it's part of the gambling to me for the record i totally agree with you guys i was just i was just curious if anyone um disagreed i think it's kind of dumb i think it's one of those rules that's like it's an interesting rule for your yeah. eighth fantasy league totally yeah or like you know like best ball or something best ball is interesting it makes you draft differently but you don't want best ball to be in your main league what is best ball in this context uh best ball is where you have a you don't have to set a lineup every week your it's like texas hold'em style your lineup is set automatically at the end of the week with what your best possible lineup could have been oh so then it changes the way that you construct your roster because you don't want to necessarily carry like deandre hopkins for six weeks where he's going to score you zero and you might pick pick guys that are like more volatile than like steady eddie guys but at the end of the day it takes like a large chunk of what is fantasy football which is lineup construction out of the game so yeah that to me is the kind of thing that like I love the lineup sweats. Like that's the interesting part of the game for me. It's also the most frustrating part. So I could see how someone would be like, fuck this. I'm done with this. I do think like every once in a while, it'd be really interesting to have like an SSFL, like experiment league where we just like do wild. Have shit we already like talked about trying a guillotine league on the podcast? <laughs> what is that? Are we like abolishing <laughs> French monarchy? Or no. Something? So it's like at the end of e- uh, every week, the lowest scoring team is eliminated and their players get put in the free agency pool and there's no bench spots. So you start the week, you start the year with 16 or 17 people or however you want to set it up. And each week with lowest scoring team, you're out, you're done. So like this, the Monday night sweat is perpetual because someone is sweating something Monday. So there's always the threat that someone in your league is getting eliminated and their players go in. And then the no bench is like, you've got to trade, right? Like you have to do X or Y. That's amazing. I love that idea. To me, drafting is the most fun part of fantasy football. And like doing a league where you like redrafted every Tuesday night would be so much fun to me. And it's just like totally impractical. You could kind of do that with the guillotine league where like if you had the most points, like the points scored the last week was the draft order. And then everyone's players went into the pool. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, like every player goes in the pool and you do yeah, a full yeah. draft again. <laughs> full I mean, redraft. We meet, meet one night a week for this. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be hilarious to see people over like overthink the matchups. Like, oh, I'm not I'm not gonna take uh yeah. Chase this week because uh Alan Lazard is playing like fucking Atlanta or something. It's like <laughs> uh, that'd be really funny. Yeah, whenever I've played DFS. I much prefer the sites that let you do a draft against people rather than just like picking players based on salaries. I think it's way more fun. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, like there's all sorts of different drafting games and like, they're all my favorite and just like tacking drafting onto football is amazing to me. Speaking of more gambling, kind of a split week for prop bets. Do we want to check in on those? Sure. I still think I, mine should count because I called the jets money line, which was like onions and it worked. But we couldn't do it legally. Well, it does count. It, it's nice to know that it didn't matter because <laughs> our other props didn't land. I think the Cowboys one did, though. Yeah, so, they, they had like four or five well, well done, Eric. Yeah, good call. Thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, the Bills uh, 
Chiefs game did not go as I expected. That was a weird, weird one. Well, you know what? It was only because of the first quarter. There was only like three points scored. And then the rest of the way they were, they scored a lot of points, but it just kind of like weird turnovers going forward on fourth down, whatnot. It, it happens. It's why they call it gambling. In like the first two or three minutes, Romo was like, yeah, people have said this is going to be a shootout. I don't think so. And I was like, well, okay. <laughs> if he says so. Romo knows a lot better than me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, well, was his re- what was his reasoning yeah. that the coaches were determined to prove they don't need to play like a 49-53 game? I think in, in that situation, both defenses were playing like a very high shell and just like making them go a long, long way with short plays. Or if you're Josh Allen, like just jump right over the guy. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, that loss feels a lot less bad than like the fucking Giants or whoever it was they lost to uh, with Josh Allen playing like that. Yeah, that's right. Man, that guy is a freak to watch play. Like, it's it's crazy the stuff he's doing. It's so much fun to watch. This this generation of quarterbacks in general, I just like I find so much more interesting than the like Brady gets to drop back into a pocket and he can like write an entire novella in there. Did you guys see that story that the safety Poyer, what's his first name? It's not Sydney, whatever it is. Uh, he wasn't cleared to fly, so he drove the 15 hours to the game and then balled the fuck out. Like, that's bananas that these guys yeah. are doing that. Yeah, that's why well, I was like, not cleared to fly. What was wrong? Rib injury. Yeah, I'm sure he wasn't doing the trip in a, like a Toyota Corolla, so it's not like it was like a huge, huge ask, but... That's still pretty fucking cool. That's a badge of honor, eh? And, like, was he driving or did Doubtful. someone drive him? I mean, 15 <laughs> hours sitting in a car is, like, not fun for anyone. Yeah, I'm thinking there he's in probably, like, a sprinter van with, like, a TV and, like, anything he wants. They have... Pro- <laughs> Maybe. I'm going to look this up. I'm going to research it for later. I'm going to get to the bottom of it. <laughs> okay. CSI Kevin. So, sorry, what were the actual, what was the bets? What was the total ticket? I don't know if we actually said. I had Bills, Chiefs, uh, over 54 combined points. Yeah, and I, uh, You had Cowboys two and a half sacks. I had Rodgers over one and a half. And Chris, Chris Godwin oh. anytime TD. Really? Aaron Rodgers didn't hit? He had one. It's spanked by the Jets. They suck. Oh. Jets are spicy. Jets are also such a young team that they can completely lay an egg this week, and I wouldn't be surprised at all. I did love uh, Sauce Gardner wearing the cheese head after the game, marching around the field. <laughs> oh, you know, I just—I was going to say you Packers, only like so that because the Packers. You don't like the actual act of it. Yeah, but... absolutely. No, it, I mean, both. But that's the point. <laughs> yeah, I don't know because <laughs> like, they're the only um, franchise that has a dumb fucking hat like that. Like you know, so that's what you get. There are some dumbass hats in in football. Like, I mean, I know it's not NFL, but like watermelons on the head is dumber than cheese on the head, in my opinion. Really? Because the watermelon kind of looks like a helmet. Mm. Right? Cheese. Cheese heads is funny. What about the Eagles fans this year that are wearing like football helmets that have like animatronic eagles on top of them that flap during the game? I think that's pretty dumb. That's the dumbest. That's almost as dumb as the Raiders just like basically having like bondage gear on <laughs> it's like the sexiest uh, mad max scene <laughs> that's the worst one i think the worst part about the raiders thing is that las vegas stole the team from oakland and then just also stole the culture around the team didn't even like start their new las vegas thing they're just like no we'll just dress the same way they used to do you think it's the same people or do you think it's las vegas people being like this is my personality now i think I actually asked a good question. 
That's not like an unreasonable drive. Oh. Well, and like flights are super, super cheap. Because, yeah, I just assumed it was the same people that were like, well, fuck, now I got to go for the whole day. But like, they're probably doing that anyway. Got to get some boots on the ground in Vegas and find out. I, I think a <laughs> pod trip to Vegas is birthdays order next year. To really get to the root. Yes. <laughs> 30th birthdays draft 2023 in vegas um yeah speaking of vegas we could do some props this week i haven't had a chance to really look into it um i don't have i any. know what i'm taking already okay <laughs> is it gonna be hayden hurst again no i'm <laughs> taking the i'm taking the hopkins comeback tour it's just a oh, big wow. deuce oh i love that why do you why do you love that anthony what about it do you love because you make a dumb video like that after you get caught cheating you deserve to go under whatever right, the line enough. is at. The guy makes a stupid black and white, like free hop Batman cave video. Like he like was persecuted for something like he got fought, caught cheating. And I just like, he's getting up there in age. You can't not play professional sports for six months and then come back and expect to perform. And their offense is dog shit. Um, Brendan, I agree with you, except the game has already started, so you're going to have to pick a different Yeah. Player. No! Andy Dalton already threw a 53-yard touchdown pass to Rashid Shahid. <laughs> I'll take the over on Rashid Shahid touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, are we actually going to... Okay, I guess I have to pick something new. I've got one. I think that the Kansas City Chiefs 49ers game is going to be a lot lower scoring and a lot more in favor of the 49ers than other people believe. And so I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes under touchdowns. Oh. Do you know what the line is? I assume it's one and a half. It's typically one and a half. But... I can find out for you right here. The line on passing touchdowns, His pa- it's, it's two and a half. Or perfect. Under two and a half. We okay. should get a rotation going of what order we go in that disqualifies the next person's bet. Because of the Jets mm. incident last week. Yeah, because uh, I wanted to take a Mark Andrews prop, and now i got to pick something You're else. You're allowed to take props that aren't involved with like our fantasy game. You know that, right? But that's not fun. Why can't you take a Mark Andrews prop? Because uh, it's in the... Oh, no, I made that up. I... You take an under three and a half touchdowns? Probably a good bet. <laughs> uh, no, I got... <laughs> I want to take uh, Carolina over sacks. Carolina? Against if I if I was Timmy B's O line and I got yelled at last Sunday, I'd be like, "Fuck you! I'm letting you get sacked this <laughs> week." Yelled at every Sunday. Yeah. All right, okay, but he's taking you. Ta- I'm going to find out what the line is for you. Uh, that's that's pretty interesting because Carolina Super sucks. Yeah, their defense is not good. Yeah. <laughs> Sacks for Carolina is one and a half. You're taking the over. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That means two sacks. Sure. Yeah. I gotta I gotta bring the um like the value of the prop up a little bit. Yeah. For Eric taking a safe bet. You know, the under actually pays more, surprisingly. So maybe you're onto something there. Did you see that Carolina quarterback PJ Walker didn't complete a pass beyond the line of scrimmage last week? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is impressive. I'm I'm taking a Lamar Jackson prop because boo. Oh, what do you mean boo? Um, Pick your own team. Yeah. Well, I'm taking a Lamar Jackson rushing touchdown is what I'm taking. Um, how wherever I can find that, but that's what I'm betting on. I legitimately 
just now realized that Kevin started Hopkins against me for the record. Oh, wow. There you go. So so you have something riding on that prop. Yeah. 0.8 points, baby. Let's go. One for one. Um, There you go. It just 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 went out of pass. Is it just me left? I've got a game between the Indianapolis Colts and the Tennessee Titans is going to go to overtime. Okay. That is. Okay. Do you want to guess what the score is? The this score? is just like a bonus round, you know. Uh, well, the line's 42, so 21. 21 yeah. 21 going into overtime. It's a lot of touchdowns. I never said they had to be touchdowns. S- seven field okay, goals. Okay, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, sure. How many? I like that you're starting the Denver kicker, Kevin, as like the ultimate. Fuck you to Russ. Yeah, that actually goes why, why I took him. Thank you for noticing that. <laughs> or is it like, or is it like a bad choice? Because then he would have to get within field goal that range. That hasn't been a problem. This is scoring as mm-hmm. he's been. Oh, and they're in Denver, so yeah, may as well just kick it on second down. Broncos country, let's rock. I think the only concern you have is just how far inside his own head Nathaniel Hackett is. Is like, will he just go for it on every fourth down at risk of being criticized otherwise? And then you'll never get any points. That's fair. I should I should take that into more consideration. <laughs> uh, Tony, do you have a prop? Yeah, Lamar Jackson rushing touchdown. Oh, yeah. Is that all of us or has Eric not picked one? Oh, that's good. We're good. We got what did you pick? Patrick Mahomes under 2.5 touchdowns. Oh, yeah. You got your Carolina Panthers over 1.5 sacks. Tony's Lamar Jackson rushing touchdown. And Kevin's tie in the uh, <laughs> Colts-Titans game. Not tie. Go to overtime. But like a sports action tie. Yeah, yeah. Totally. That's such a weird thing to bet on. I love it. <laughs> it's okay. one of my favorite things to sprinkle money on every Super Bowl. Because it's only ever happened once in the Super Bowl. And you get like crazy good odds on it. It goes to, to cheer for. And it goes to overtime. Yeah, that's oh, a fun stat. I didn't know that. Usually, that is a good one. You usually get like five to one or something. And typically, when I'm watching the Super Bowl, I don't really care which team wins. I just want to cheer for a good game. So I'm always cheering for the team that's losing, and then I'm always cheering for my own bet. Wow, that's smart. That's just, wow. I like that. Okay, I got a little uh, a little game for you guys. You got a little game. I got a little two truths and a lie. SSFL edition. So yeah, I'm going to read out three things that are true about the SSFL, except it is not three things that are true because one of them is a lie. Hence the name of the, the game. Uh, Can you, you run ready? through the rules again one more time? <laughs> <laughs> so are we, wait, before, are we going to all guess what the lie is like separately? Yeah, I'm going to read all uh, three things out and then we'll like go around the horn and you can all kind of give your your thoughts on which one is is the lie or not. Oh, yeah, but so it's like all three of us against you. It's not like me versus Eric yeah, yeah, versus yeah, Kevin yeah, yeah. And you're the quiz. Yeah, I just got okay. I just got the one the one situation or the three things set up here. Um, I okay. was going down a rabbit hole. I wanted to do more, but um, we'll start with we'll just start with one here. Okay, okay. First um, item, I. I guess you'll call it as to not give away whether or not it is a a truth or a lie. Just call it a truth. Okay. The first truth, three of the top five highest weekly scores of all time since we've joined Sleeper all occurred in 2021. That was Jay in week 14, Mike in week 12, and Anthony in week six. Next one, 
We all know that in 2020, Shar won the title with an eight and five record. He finished with only, he averaged 91 points against per game that year. One of the lowest marks since we joined Sleeper. Had he finished seven and six, he would have lost the three-way tiebreaker to Kenny and Kyle on points four and missed the playoffs with Kenny taking the bye and Kenny taking the second division spot. Based on the historical scores, like going back and assuming there are no lineup changes, this would have led to Kyle actually winning the SSFL championship that year. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, currently, Kevin leads the league in points four with 113 points per game. And Mike currently has the fewest points against per game through week six at 86 points against per game. Both of those would be the lowest marks since the um, league joined Sleeper. Both previous records are actually from the 2019 season in which there are 16 teams. Sorry, like lowest as in the lowest total or the lowest average points for for the highest points for team? It would no. Typically, sorry. typically, the first minutes in first would have more than that in terms of average points for. Sorry, yeah, yeah. So Kevin leads the league in points for with 113 per game. That would be the lowest since um, the league entered sleeper, and Mike has the fewest points against per game at 86, which also would be the lead, lowest since the league joined sleeper. And just for context, the previous records are from 2019, and that was when there were 16 teams. So you would expect that to be what the was lowest. The, what is the record? You know. Like you tell me, uh, no, because that's the no. <laughs> okay, I, that one, like that one, feels like a lie because, like, it seems like the easiest one, or like that one seems like a lie. But also the fact that like the record is from when he had sixteen makes it seems like seem like it's weird enough that Tony's just trying to like get us. Mm. You know what I mean? The fact that it's low this year though does track with how the league has been, how the NFL has been this year. Scoring is down overall, which you'd think would relate to fantasy scoring being down um also even i don't know about you guys but i look at the you know top 12 running backs top 12 wide receivers and i still can't even really tell which players are good and which ones aren't like it's unclear to me who the top scorers are going to be for the rest of the season and i feel like that's not usually the case in fantasy usually at this point we would have sussed out like oh jonathan taylor is really good or you know adrian peterson's having a good year or something um and there wouldn't be so many guys in that top 10 still that are like questionable so I feel like scoring has been kind of spread out. And so I could see that part of this being true. Yeah. I mean, my guess for like highest average score would have been like Tony's first six weeks last year where he was six to no. Right. We're not talking about just six weeks that we're talking about like full seasons other than this week, this year. Right, Tony? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I wanted to uh, currently, if this pace remains, Kevin would have the lowest points per game mark for a team that had the highest points for total, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like he's on base yeah. for the lowest mark. It kind of feels true just because Anthony would like, he had to find a reason to slag me for having a good year. <laughs> <laughs> so I think he's no, finding a factual way right to do there. <laughs> Well, and like that, that, like it makes more sense if it's the whole season. Cause like I, my memory is that like Austin Eckler wasn't as much of a, like he didn't pop off as much in the first couple of weeks as the end of the season, but I don't know if that's true. So was the second part of this that Shar has the lowest like average points for Mike? Oh, Mike. I don't, yeah. I don't think Mike has. So both, both against. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Both of those. So Mike is least points against per game and Kevin, you have the most points for mm-hmm. per game. And both of those are on pace to be the lowest 
like averages. And the reason I used average is because we switched from 13 to 14 weeks. So I couldn't just do total, but right. yeah. Hmm. See that one was the second one. The, the second one was that if Shar had finished seven and six instead of eight and five, and the only reason he finished eight and five is because he had like an absurdly low points against, um, he would have missed the playoffs because of a three-way tiebreaker with Kenny and Kyle. And Kyle would have ended up winning the SSFL championship that year. I think that one's the lie. No, there was a season where we talked about there was like a weird multiverse thing where I lost one game that would have switched for me winning the championships. I mean, that was true was last, last year. year. Yeah, okay, then. Yeah. I wasn't sure if that was last year or two years ago. And then um, just a reminder, the um, the other one, the first one I read out was that three of the top five highest weekly scores since we've joined Sleepers over the past four years all occurred in 2021. 2021 being That's this season, right? True. No, last, no, year. last the, season. This last is 2022, probably, Brendan. <laughs> That's why I was confused. That's probably That one's probably true. You think that's well, true? That's no, I do remember Mike having that yeah. monster game against Anthony last year, and his was definitely in the top five all time. When I look, like, he got very, very close to breaking the all time record. I think he was off by like half a point on the all time record. I don't think anybody broke the all time record last year because I was, I feel like I was tracking that, and I would have mentioned that on the podcast if that had happened. Yeah. My feeling is that that's the one that's not true, unless Tony is doing some kind of sneaky thing of like, on the third one, like the fact that Kevin and Mike are the lowest is actually true, but his little like caveat that 2019 was the highest is the lie, which is like kind of a kind of a yeah. sneaky no, way let me, to play this game. No, let me clarify: the previous low marks were from the 2019 season. I don't know if that like they that was just for context. yeah, it was just for context because oh, okay. that was 16 teams, and so that's included in this. So they're lower than even the 16 team season was my point, right. including that. I think the second one's true because there was so much detail on it that I love that. It just seems like a lot of effort to go to to just break Kyle's heart twice. <laughs> so I'm going with one being the lie. I think only two of the top five were from last year. Okay. I'll back Eric because it's more reason than I could come up with a decision for. Okay. I'm going to go with two. You think that one is not true? So yeah. Kyle never had a shot at winning the championship. Yeah. Okay. Very interesting. I'm glad that you guys are split. That means that they none of them were too obvious. Um, so the one you all agree on is that currently Kevin leads the league in points four um, with the lowest like average um, since we've joined Sleeper. And additionally, Mike has the lowest points against per game um, since we joined Sleeper. That is true. So I think it, you guys got it right um in the sense that it's just it's unnecessary kind of, it's just <laughs> you got it right that you just needed some way to <laughs> no i mean no i just thought it was interesting because i think i've heard a lot about how scoring is down in the nfl and looking at like the weekly scores it felt like like fantasy scoring was down and also i was really upset that mike is four and two and now it makes sense that he's averaging 86 points against per game right now I mean, that's ridiculous. That's like so low um, for a little uh, bonus context in um, in terms of um, average points per game scored, like the highest totals. In 2019, Kenny averaged 116 per game, which is impressive because it was a 16-team league. Um, 
in 2020, James had 115 per game. In 2021, I led the league with 120 per game. So just, you know, putting into context how good my team was. Um, and then Kevin's on pace for 113 per game. So, yeah, I think that's kind of interesting. Obviously, lots can change, but it kind of feels that way, like with some of the offense that we're seeing. So um, hopefully it evens out for Mike. Uh, you were curious about the previous total in 2019, the lowest um, was also lowest points against per game was also Mike at 90. So he's got, had some good luck. Yeah. Um, and his team name was the sexual deviants. So just a little fun. SSFL history. <laughs> um, okay. Moving on. Uh, three of the top five highest weekly scores all occurred in 2021. Eric and Kevin think that this one is the lie. This one is 100% a truth. Yeah, lots of very high scoring weeks. Eric, you correctly identified the Mike week. That was a huge week against me. That's actually what broke my winning streak. Um, and then Jay also popped off in week 14. Um, but you said that no one, I had to double check that no one had actually broken the single uh, weekly record, but um, actually it was Jay's week 14 week that... Um, holds the the record at 179.52 points um since we've joined sleeper that is the highest weekly score it's pretty impressive i think and jay has the nfl all time as well he might yeah i couldn't get into mm. the nfl because the app was being dumb but uh, that's why i only did sleeper but yeah i think you're right could use some of those this year <laughs> <laughs> so that means that i'm right that's true a little bonus fact though um about the highest scoring weeks uh five of the top 10 are actually from 2019 which like in 16 teams is kind of weird and char's week 16 in 2020 the year he won the championship is the 10th highest scoring week ever so mm. showed up showed up in the finals with a monster week <laughs> um i think he had stefan diggs and mike evans combined for like 72 points that week so i'm um, good for yeah him. that'll do it but yes the kyle's championship hopes um that is the lie. Um, parts of it are true. Shar would have uh, lost out on the tiebreaker with Kyle and Kenny. And both Kyle and Kenny would have made the playoffs. Kenny would have gotten the bye in this situation. But actually, it would have ended with a James and Kenny final. And actually, James would have taken home uh, his second SSFL title. Because he actually scored a lot of points in the final. He scored like 130-something points. But he just ran into the 10th highest scoring week ever. So... Is actually James's title that got robbed, not Kyle's. Sorry, Kyle. Mm. Well, so you did put the effort into just break Kyle. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> He's mad that Kyle was giving him a lot of shit for uh, being four and one on Saturday. <laughs> I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna make it the truth that like it, everything was true that James would have won, and then I was like, no, this makes it way more fun if it's we pretend that Kyle could have won the championship because, <laughs> come on, let's be real. That's not true. So, yeah, you're right. I completely forgot that Justin had set that record last year in mm -hmm. week 14. And it makes sense that I forgot because it was at the end of the regular season yep. when we were kind of like petering out a little bit. Um, but, yeah, that game that he played against Brandon, I think Brandon scored like 140 points in that game, too. Probably, yeah. Their I don't final think... week of the season playing for, for playoff seeding and whatnot. Yeah. I, don't, I didn't look into who he had on his roster that um, went bananas. Uh, also, you'll notice in that all-time weekly scores, it shows that I had the second highest all-time score in 
week five of 2019 yeah. in a year that I wasn't in the league. Spooky. <laughs> oh, because yeah. oh, uh, you and Ethan just like swapped accounts. I think that's what happened. Yeah, for whatever reason. Oh, that's yeah. kind of funny. You're getting some bonus yeah. credit there. <laughs> You're a fraud, like Andre Hopkins. Just take over oh. the uh, the franchise record. What's the franchise record? That's what I mean. Like I get, oh, I bought the oh, franchise, I and yeah, I retain all of the franchise history. And come you. over and tie your shoes for you too. Yeah. <laughs> you're like you're like Vegas stealing all of the Raiders, um, like culture in history. Yeah, or like uh, when the Winnipeg Jets came back and they had to like buy the team name from the Phoenix Coyotes in order to be allowed to use it. Mm. What's it like uh, walking into a stadium you just bought with a bunch of like seventh and eighth place pennants on the wall? <laughs> you asking me? Yeah, I mean I've uh, kept the streak alive, so. <laughs> Yeah, can we get a, a sanity check in on Eric? I'm happy you came. Um, but at one and five, like, what is the outlook for the season? Uh, it's bleak. Um, I think I basically have to start winning now and win consistently for the rest of the year if I want to pick playoffs. Some strategy. Um, thanks, Kevin. Uh, <laughs> the week against James was pretty crushing, in that I scored like you know not I was like top four or something in the in the week and. Uh, all I needed was Derek or Devontae Adams to like keep two feet in bounds on that catch at the end of the Raiders game on Monday night, and I would have won. It's a little crushing, but yeah. And then the next week I had like some buys and whatnot to deal with, and I just kind of like tinker stinkered my way into a loss a little bit against Harsh. So, you know, it is what it is. I think uh, my plan going into the year was I was going to draft a team that was going to bloom late. Draft a lot of rookies, and uh, it might still happen, but it might be too late. <laughs> <laughs> Just in time to avoid you the Bronley, though. Yeah, exactly. Like, as in, for I'm looking now, and, like, Brees Hall is doing awesome. He's probably going to be good for the rest of the year, but uh, let's see how awesome. You do have the highest standard deviation of number of wins per week, so you are the... the uh, you had one win where you beat everyone but one person. No, where you beat everyone. One week where you beat everyone. And then a bunch of like two, four, one, zeros. Yeah, that's what you get when you got a lot of twos. <laughs> My team is a large number two. <laughs> <laughs> Just lobbing you the softball. <laughs> I wasn't expecting the self-deprecation, so it's good. It's good to have good spirits. Good to be able to laugh at yourself. I recently, you know, wanted to make myself feel better for the fact that my team sucks. And I went and looked at like, okay, how could I have drafted better? And I look at the, all the players that got drafted between uh, where I picked and where I picked again in the second round. And it's like, I was just fucked. Yeah. Yeah, you were actually. <laughs> there was nothing I could, like, I could have drafted Travis Kelsey, sure. Or that was Steph probably the only one, or the only one that Diggs, like was maybe. reasonable yeah. to choose. But I never would have picked Stephon Diggs because yeah. I would have gone Jamar Chase. Right. Like, yeah. And Jamar Chase has now had a one really good week, so maybe he'll bounce back. But like the way I look at it, none of the people who I reasonably was looking at there have been good, and I was fucked regardless. And then in the second round, like maybe I could have drafted Nick Chubb over Javante Williams, but I still stand by the pick. I was just yeah. fucked. Fucked in the good nine spot. It. It's what. Yeah. I mean, terrible place no. to draft. Can't. Can't beat yourself up too hard. Yeah, it's good. Wow, sounds like a whole lot of excusing. <laughs> <laughs> what stage of grief is that now? We're we're like well stage past. six. He's trying to do it again. 
I'll have to say I've never been depressed enough to go look at the draft and be like, where did it all go wrong? And then come to the conclusion that it was always going to go wrong. <laughs> that Odell pickup might save your season, though. Okay, oh, yeah, did he? He's getting signed, right? Who knows? R- there's rumors he'll get signed by the Chiefs. No, I thought I, he was getting... He's, like, uh, pending physical for the Vikings or something. Oh, fuck. Really? really? Am I making that up? I think so. That might have been like an Adam Schefter, like just completely out of line tweet that I saw. Man, who's has anybody in the world had their reputation as an analyst drop harder than Adam Schefter in the last year? That guy. No, was and he deserves it too. Highly touted as like the most accurate NFL insider and now just getting raked. I do like to think that Brady came out of retirement just despite Adam Scheffler, uh, Schefter um, early reporting on yeah. retirement. I like that story a lot. Me too. I, I choose to believe that. I don't need to know if it's true or not. <laughs> Enzo agrees. <laughs> and now he's like doubled down on it. He's like, well, if I'm getting a divorce, I better keep playing here. I'm not seeing anything official with the Vikings. I'm seeing rumors, but similar with the Chiefs. I wouldn't hate him being on the Chiefs. I mean... That can't be bad for me. Can we talk for a moment about the New York Giants? They Are they good? How do we feel about the New York Giants? They're getting, in my opinion, mad disrespect from Vegas this week. They're 5-1 and one going up against 2-4 and four Jacksonville, and they're three-point underdogs. Jacksonville is 2-4, and four and they're three-point favorites over a 5-1 and one Giants team. That's got to yeah. be like the most disrespect for a 5-1 and one team ever, right? I think uh, like Daniel Jones in general just gets like a pretty lot of, I mean, he gets a lot of disrespect. I don't know if they're good. I really don't. Cause he looks like an accountant. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. They're kind of, they're kind of fun. They're kind of like modern NFL, right? They got a good coach. They got a quarterback who can run, even though it doesn't really look like you should be able to. And Saquon Barkley is one of the best running backs in football right now. So they don't have a single wide receiver. Um, so I'm not entirely sure how they're doing it, but it's kind of fun. I think they're yeah they're not a five and one team but I think they've they've earned a lot of wins and yeah I mean you win five games in the NFL so you got to be somewhat good right well so they're the Kyle of the NFL is what we're really getting at yikes no I wouldn't be that disrespectful to the New York Giants (laughs) no I think wow you know they're yeah somehow they're scoring points like. Someone, I think it was Kevin that said the receiver group is terrible, which is true. Um, but uh, they got Saquon and they play good defense. And I don't know, Daniel Jones, I've always kind of liked him. Like, I've always kind of rooted for him. I think he got a lot of flack in this first couple of years playing for some terrible coaching staffs and a terrible offense. And so, yeah, I kind of root for him. Surprisingly athletic. Surprisingly athletic. Why is that surprising? Because it looks like an accountant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's a white accountant. <laughs> Shows up in iron khakis. They're averaging 163 rushing yards a game and 154 passing yards a game. Love that. They've got to be the only team in the NFL averaging more rushing than passing yards. Yeah. I mean, Saquon is a monster. Cleveland. but Yeah. I think um, the like, are is this team actually good? Is like really interesting because I go through that. I feel like every week where like I watch someone play and I'm like, wait, is this person actually good? And then I go look at their stat line and it's like, no, they are pretty like provably bad, but 
sometimes like defenses just have this ability to like make teams or people look a lot better than they should. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are what your record says you are, according to Bill Parcells. So, I don't yeah, know. seems like the Packers have lost have lost two straight games against New York football teams. Yeah, give up twenty seven points to both of them. They're playing the commies this weekend. Will they lose again? Will they give up twenty seven points? I no. hope they lose again, and I hope they give up twenty seven points. So I'm gonna say yes. I don't think they're gonna do either of those things to. Taylor Heineke in his first start, <laughs> but how? Me neither. But how? Oh, how great would that be though? If they not did. great, I don't. I don't know. I like. Fuck I have nothing against the Packers. The Packers. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so it's interesting uh, that you're so like anti-Packer, which I assume is because you're a Niners fan and they've played some playoff games against each other. But have they ever actually lost to the Packers? Like, are you just hit, hitting down? Yes, I am. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I also hate Aaron Rodgers. It's where he feels the strongest loser, and so it's just it's just extra good. And you know what? Like the Lambo leap should be flagged every time according to the NFL's rules. So either change the rule, what a weird exception. Get the fuck out! No, well, I'm just gonna say, you if you're gonna throw flags, no, I don't agree with the rule of throwing flags for planned inter for planned celebrations. But if you're gonna do it. The Lambo Leap is the most planned celebration. They've been planning it for like 50 years. They do it every time. So dumb celebration. Okay, no handshakes then, guys. We've been doing that for too long, too. No high what fives. About, what about Mike Gasicki doing the gritty for like way longer than is ever comfortable? For yeah, that should have been You ever tried to do it, man? It's it hard. made me uncomfortable. Well, then don't Kevin, do it. <laughs> look at the color of my skin. Yeah, you're calling out another white guy, though. So give him a break. <laughs> I'm not trying to do a dance on public TV. Yeah, you're also not trying after, to catch touchdowns in the NFL, and he just successfully did one. After so already getting dragged out of 10 for dreams, doing it shittily the week before. You think he cares? He's crying into his fucking hundreds of dollar bills. Oh, no, I caught another touchdown. Wow, performance <laughs> bonuses, please. Uh, okay, quick, quick hockey, quick hockey diatribe. Just a question. Anthony, have you seen the... Uh, the enforcer defenseman that plays for the Canadians that's 21 years old and is arguably already the toughest guy in the league. Name? His, his last name is pronounced Jack Guy, but he's he's Slovak. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's spelled like X H E K R A J or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. He he got a little bit of notoriety in the prospects camp because he beat the fucking shit out of one guy and then smoked another guy and then another guy sheepishly came over to fight him and got beat again. <laughs> and he's like 21 years old. He just beat the crap out of Cassie. And I don't know if it was last night or today, but like the kid, I don't know what it is, but he looks like he's already like almost the alpha dog. So I would pencil when they play New York because uh Ryan Reeves is on that team and he's sort of like the alpha dog right now. Mm. So I would keep that fight on my radar because go look at some of these. I'm not a huge fighting and hockey guy anymore, but if you go look at some of those fights, he absolutely demolishes people. Mm-hmm. I saw I saw a tweet about this guy and I didn't know it was him where they were like asking what his nickname is and like the guys call him Wi-Fi because yeah. his last name <laughs> looks like a Wi-Fi password. Yeah. Yeah, that's him. Okay, that's his good. last name would be the highest scoring Scrabble word in history. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. That's really good. Awesome. Okay. I gotta run. Yep. Thanks for coming everyone. Thank See you. Later. We'll see you in uh, week seven. 
Good luck to everyone except Smile you later. Sorry, Brennan. Ha, ha, ha.